Hey guys, it's Pierre. Welcome back for more videos on French learning. Today's videos will be about tongue twister in French, virelangue or fourchelangue. It's not exactly the same meaning. Like tongue twister is only sentences difficult to say in English, but in French it's all, it also means sentences difficult to understand. And also, French people don't use those words a lot. It's not common. Usually we know the concept of tongue twister, but we don't use words to define this concept. So let's get started with sentences difficult to say. I think this one is the most famous, so I'm gonna read it and I will probably do a lot of mistakes. And here there is one S missing. Two S. I will probably do a lot of mistakes, but even for French people, it's hard to say those tongue twisters, so I'm gonna try. Les chaussettes de l'archiduchesse sont-elles sèches ou archi-sèches? So I did it quite slowly. And if I try to be faster, I will have a lot of difficulties. Les chaussettes de l'archiduchesse sont-elles sèches ou archi-sèches? Les chaussettes de l'archiduchesse sont-elles sèches ou archi-sèches? Uh, not bad. But um, let's try to explain the meaning of this sentence. When you say chaussette, it means like socks. Sèche. It's like dry. Archiduchesse, it's arcduchesse, arcduchesse. And archisèche, it's like super dry. In French, when you add archi, you can, it means like super in front of an adjective. But um, it's uh, quite used uh, in French, but not always. Like it's, it may sound not really polite. So the meaning of this sentence is, or the archiduchesse. Socks dry or super dry? Les chaussettes de l'archiduchesse sont-elles sèches ou archi-sèches? So here the difficulty is mainly the difference between S and SH. It's quite hard to say. But this one, because it's really famous in France, like I think French people can do, th do that one. But maybe you, as a French learner, you have difficulties to say it. And no problem, even for French people, it's still hard. So one more time. Les chaussettes de l'archiduchesse sont-elles sèches ou archi-sèches? Les chaussettes de l'archiduchesse sont-elles sèches ou archi-sèches? Les chaussettes de l'archiduchesse sont-elles sèches ou archi-sèches? So here it's like uh, I started to mix those two sounds. So even for me it's hard. So this one maybe the most famous definitely in French, like the most famous tongue twister. So you can try to say it, but um, don't worry if you cannot do that. But as you can see, the sound S and CH is quite difficult to distinguish, to distinguish in sentences. So that's why here I've got three examples, like the main tongue twisters in French are using this, uh, the similarity between S and CH. So let's move on to the next one, which is also super famous. I think those two ones are the main uh, tongue twisters in French. So here, I'm going to try to say it slowly first. Un chasseur chassant. Eh, I did a mistake <laughs> already, and I was slow. Un chasseur sachant chasser doit savoir chasser sans son chien. This one is much harder than this one. Un chasseur sachant chasser doit savoir chasser sans son chien. Un chasseur sachant chasser doit savoir chasser sans son chien. Here I made again a mistake, so it's quite hard. Chasseur means hunter, and chasser it's a verb like to hunt. So un chasseur chasse, a hunter hunts. Sachant, it's like uh, the, it's the verb savoir, like know, to know. But here it's um, a specific form, which means who knows. So here, un chasseur sachant chasser 
a hunter who knows how to, end, to, to hunt. So this is quite hard to say because here you've got the CH and the S and there is this inversion. Here it's CH, CH and S and here S and then CH. And then the end of the sentence, doit savoir chasser sans son chien. So sans son chien, it means like without his dog. So the full sentence in English would be, a hunter who knows how to hunt should know how to hunt without his dog. So here again, chasser, savoir, there is a C here, and the CH in chien, and the S in sans, and in son. So this is quite hard. So I'm going to say it once again, like first slow. Un chasseur sachant chasser doit savoir chasser sans son chien. Un chasseur sachant chasser doit savoir chasser sans son chien. You see, like, my, um, like it's quite difficult for my muscle to say that. So I'm going to try to be faster now. Un chasseur sachant chasser doit savoir chasser sans son chien. Un chasseur sachant chasser doit savoir chasser sans son chien. Un chasseur sachant chasser doit savoir chasser sans son chien. Here, like, I don't know if I did it correctly, but it's quite hard and I'm starting to confuse the S and the CH. But if you can do this one as a French learner, it's super cool because it's really hard to say. So don't worry again if you cannot do it, but it's fun to try. And the last one is also, as I said, uh, using the, the, the ambiguity between S and CH. Suis-je chez ce cher Serge? 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 It's really hard to say. Suis-je, like it's like am I, like question, like inversion. Je, I, suis, am, I am, am I. Chez ce cher Serge, ce cher Serge, it's like that dear Serge, you can say that in English as well, it's like the same meaning, that stands for ce, dear stands for cher, and Serge is the name. So here, uh, chez ce cher Serge, it means like uh, at that dear Serge's house. So the full sentence would be, am I at that dear Serge's house. So, once again in French, first slowly. Suis-je chez ce cher Serge? Suis-je chez ce cher Serge? Okay, so far it's okay. But no, let's get faster. Suis-je chez ce cher Serge? 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 Like, it's really hard. Like, I made a mistake. I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm doing um, like a confusion between the S sound and the CH sound. This one is also quite hard. So I'm going to do one more time, one last time. Really hard. So yeah. So here, so far we've seen three sentences that are using the ambiguity between S and CH. When you speak faster, it's easy to mix up, to mix up all the, the, those two sounds. So that's why we have a lot of tongue twisters in French using this. But let's move on to some other sounds. Here, there is this one, panier, piano. It's just two words. There is no meaning, like it's not an, a special expression. It's me it means like in English, basket, piano, like basket where you throw, you put away your stuff, um, or you can also um, wear stuff in a, in a basket. So here it's the same meaning, panier, piano, basket, piano. Basket piano. So here, this is, as you can see, those three letters are the same here, but not the same order. Ani, Ian. So here, this is uh, the main uh, feature of this uh, tongue twister. Panier piano. So if you say it just slowly, it's really easy. Panier piano. 
but like for a French learner, it's you first have you, you first have to uh, to understand how to say those words like alone, and if you can do it, then you just say panier piano. It's really easy. But if you say a lot of times panier piano and really fast, you will have difficulties and you will not manage to do it. And I will not manage to do it. So I'm gonna do it. Panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, and it's really hard. Usually, nobody can really manage to do it. Like you always saying pianier, pianier, pianier. You add the e here, or here you get rid of the e and you add an e here. So you're you say panier. So panier piano, but you if you say it really, if you say it a lot, you say pianier panier. Panier piano. Here, uh, I, even for that, I made a mistake. Panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier. You see, I'm saying panier. Like it's really hard. So if you say it, like you will finally, uh, like you will eventually make a mistake. And so this is quite short and quite simple and quite famous as well. This one is quite famous. Panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier. Here, really hard. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. This one is not really famous and it doesn't make any sense, like the meaning is quite weird. And this is blé, brûlé, brûle les blés. So, like even for a French person, the meaning is quite uh, obscure. Um, like blé stands for corn and brûlé, it's the verb which means to burn. So here, blé brûlé, it means like brûlé is the past form of blé, uh, of, well sorry, to burn. So brûlé like present, like infinitive, sorry. And here, brûlé, like um, it's um, imparfait, so it's a past tense. And here, brûle les blés, here this is a subject, and here uh, this is the verb, and brûle, it's like present, like the corns or burning, les blés brûle. But here there is this stylistic inversion, like there is no specific reason for that. Uh, like. This sentence you cannot use it and it's like it's quite weird. It's just hard to say. So blé brûlé, brûle les blés. 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 Okay. This is much easier, I think. Like first you have difficulties to say it, but when you're used to it, you, it's quite easy to say, I think, for a French person. Like if you're a French learner, so it's it may be hard, still hard. So here the difficulty is there is BL and BR, blé, brûl, blé, so bl and brûl. I think for um, Asian people it would be really hard uh, to say uh, this, uh, like if your mother language uh, is, um, if your mother tongue is, uh, there is no differences between L and R, this is going to be really hard to say. Blé, brûlé, brûlé, les blé, blé, brûlé, brûlé, les blé, blé, brûlé, brûlé, les blé, blé, brûlé, 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 les blé. So this is quite easy, I think, for a French person. And here, there is also blé and lé, 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 lé. Lé ici again, here again, and here again, lé. So this is also quite hard when you're not used to French um, to distinguish é and é. Blé, brûlé. Can you hear the difference? É, 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 é. For a French person, it's super easy to hear the difference. But when you you're not used to French, it's quite hard. So I'm gonna show you the difference once again. Et, et, blé, brûlé, 
blé, brûlé, et, est. Once again, this is okay if you do not, uh, if you don't really understand the difference. But uh, as you will get further in your French um, learning, you will have to see the difference, to hear the difference between those two sounds. So this one, like it's not a really famous tongue twister and it's not a really difficult one for French people, but for you, I think it's quite interesting if you want to distinguish those two sounds and those two sounds, which can be sometimes confusing for a French learner. And let's move on to another one, which is um, kind of funny. It's a question. Here, like what is in black is not hard to say. What is difficult to say is in red. But the full sentence, the tongue twister is like the full sentence. So the question is, doit-on dire 16 sèche chaise ou bien 16 chaise sèche? This is really hard, even for me. Like if I'm slow, it's okay. But if I say it faster, I will have a lot of trouble. So here, the meaning of that is like, should we say 16 dry chairs? So here again, you've got sesh. We found that sesh here. As you can see, this word is quite used in uh, tongue twisters in French, because there is, again, S and CH. So here, this one is also kind of this category, a member of this category, but there are some other difficulties in this. So should we say 16 dry chairs or 16 chair dried? There is an answer for that in French. But first, let me tell that again. Doit-on dire 16... Ah. Doit-on dire 16 sèche chaise ou bien 16 chaise sèche? 16 sèche chaise, 16 chaise sèche. Doit-on dire 16 sèche chaise? Well, I cannot say, like faster it gets worse. Doit-on dire 16 sèche chaise ou bien 16 chaise sèche? 16 chaise sèche, 16 sèche chaise. 16 sèche chaise, it's really hard, like it's so hard for me. So here there is the Z sound and also the CH sound. The here, like se, this one, E I, E with the accent, and A I. This is the same sound in French here. Says, says, says. I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm saying the same E, E. So here, no difficulty. But he, what the difficulty lies in the letters, like the consonants. So here, S, Z, S, C, H, C, H, Z. So it's really like, it's a kind of level up of like a, another category of this one, like a, an upgrade. So this is quite hard. Um, Doit-on dire 16 sèche chaise ou bien 16 chaise sèche? So there is an answer for that. One of those two is not correct. 16 sèche chaise, 16 chaise sèche. I think like both are um, like you, you, you understood and uh, I think it's not like grammatically completely false, but one is more natural and the one which is more natural is says, chez, sèche. Chez, sèche. When you say like a chair which is dry, you have to say une chaise, sèche. Une chaise qui est sèche. Une chaise, sèche. The adjective is after the noun in this case. And here, like there is the inversion, like sèche chaise. You, you are 
understood and it's not completely false. But um, like if you want to speak a proper French, it's better to say this one. But like who would say this sentence, right? It's quite weird. Says, chaise, sèche. And even if you want to say that, like it's super hard. You will not manage to do it probably because I cannot manage to say, to say this sentence. So yeah. So, so far we've seen like sentences difficult to say. Like the pronunciation of those sentences are quite hard. And it's mainly due to the, those two sounds. But also like the Z sounds is quite hard. And um, when letters are quite similar but in a different order, you've got also some tongue twisters. We've got a lot of tongue twisters in French, but I think those ones are really famous. And maybe this one. And then it's more like are, those two are more tricky. So that's good for sentences difficult to say. But no, let's move on to what is, what is a bit different from English. Sentences difficult to understand. To understand. So those, like, there are many different kind of uh, like virlang in this category. First, it's sentences like even for French people, if I say it, I will not manage to understand what the people uh, told me. So here, the first one is like, it's not easy, it's not difficult to repeat what was said, but it's hard to understand the, um, which word was a word. Because here you say samedi, 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 which is like same sound, samedi, samedi, samedi. Three times I'm saying samedi. But each time it's different. Samedi, like it means sam says, sam says. So sam, it's a name again. Samedi, like Saturday, you, have, you say samedi. Exactly the same pronunciation. And then this expression, which is kind of casual, samedi, 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 samedi. Like samedi, it's like if you say it properly, like full sentence, but sometimes you will shorten the word. Uh, so you will say samedi. And it's like in English, sounds good. Like, oh, sounds good, samedi. Like, let's go, let's go to the mall. Yeah, sounds good. Allons au supermarché, samedi. Like, supermarché, like supermarket, not mall. But anyway, so here, samedi, samedi, samedi. There is no, like, it's not really funny, and it's just like uh, you repeat three times the same sound, which is um, interesting, but not really hard to understand. Um, but if you say that, like, personally, if I hear this, uh, I will have, like, uh, what did you mean? Like, it's quite weird what you said. So this one, like, it's just to show that sometimes you've got different ways to say, like, different words can have the same pronunciation. Like, the combination of, of different words can have the same meaning. And here, this one is quite interesting, because when you hear that, cabulanolac, if I hear that, I'm like, you're not speaking French. Like, this does, does not sound French. When you hear that, cabulanolac, cabulanolac, you're like, whoa, is this real French? So if you're not like used to hear this sentence, which is kind of unusual, you would be kind of confused. So if you want to like impress your friends or uh, uh, I don't know, like just uh, say something weird in French, you can learn this one, cabulanolac. Like, can you, like if I say cabulanolac, do you, do you think I'm speaking French? Like it does not sound like French. Cabulanolac, cabulanolac. And the meaning is quite simple, actually. Like, que, it's like what? Cabu, here, there is no accent. Cabu, là, no, like, 
What did the donkey drink at the lake? At the lake, au lac. Donkey, an, the donkey, lan. Drink, like, bu, like the verb uh, to drink, boire. And here it's like the past, so did drink, so abu. So, kabu lanolac, kabu lanolac. So what is funny in this sentence is like, there is the lac here, and there is kind of inversion of the sound with ka, ak, ka, ak. Here, la, 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 la. So, kabula no lac. So, here, you've got this, and this, and you've got also this, and this. So, this is kind of interesting. So, we've got a lot of um, different kind of um, sentences like that. The next one is quite similar, and it's quite famous, I think. Similetunes voletunetron. There is no real meaning in that. Like, this sentence is quite weird, but it's perfectly co correct. Like, grammatically, it's correct. And um, there is a meaning, but um, this is quite weird if you hear it. Si voletunes, si voletunes, voletunetron. It's not hard to say. Once again, it's just hard to understand. Si voletunes, voletunetron. So here, it means like letu, it means like letus. Naître, it's the verb to be born. So here, it's like my letuses, letuses. Here, ness, so it means like uh, the present, like present form of naître, so ness, like plural, ness. And here, like vos letus, like your, your letuses. And then naîtront, which is the future form of, um, of the verb naître, which means to be born. So here it's will be born. Naîtront, naîtront, will be born. And if, like if and si. Si mes laitunes, vos laitunes If my laitus are born, your laitus will be born. If my laituses are born, your laituses will be born. So like, as you can see, it's not it's not really meaningful, but um, here, um, like usually in French, you don't use the verb naître. I think it's the same in English, to be born. You don't say that for, uh, for uh, laitus. But like you can understand the meaning if you say it. And in French, we understand. So here, what is interesting in this sentence is like there is no specific reason, like there is no peculiar reason why it's weird when you hear it. It's just weird. Like here, you've got the repetition of those two sounds. Letu, letunet, letunet. And letunet is like, whoa, like a kind of weird sound in French. Um, like you cannot, you don't hear this combination a lot. Like that's one of my explanations, but it's really hard to understand why this sentence is weird when you understand, when you hear it. Si mes letunets vos letunetron. Like, I, I, I feel like the sound tron is quite weird to understand. But anyway, so I'm gonna say all those sentences once again, and then that would be, it will be the end of the lesson. So, les chaussettes de l'archiduchesse sont-elles sèches ou archi-sèches? Les chaussettes de l'archiduchesse sont sèches, sont-elles sèches ou archi-sèches? Un chasseur chassant sachet doit savoir chasser sans son chien. Un chasseur sachant chasser doit savoir chasser sans son chien. Okay, I'm good. Suis-je, c'est ce cher Serge. Suis-je, c'est ce cher Serge. Suis-je, c'est ce cher Serge. Not really easy. Panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier piano, panier piano. Like here, I made, a, I made the mistake. 
Here, blé brûlé brûlé les blé brûlé 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 les blé. I made the mistake. Blé brûlé brûlé les blé blé brûlé brûlé les blé. Ok. Doit-on dire 16 sèche chaise ou bien 16 chaise sèche? 16 sèche chaise, 16 chaise sèche. Oh, really? Like I think you cannot hear the difference because even for me, like it's really close. Doit-on dire 16 sèche sèche ou bien 16 chaise sèche? And here, so it was like the sentence. The sentence is difficult to say. And here, sentence is difficult to understand. Samedi, samedi, samedi. Samedi, samedi, samedi. Samedi, samedi, samedi. Kabul anolak. Kabul anolak. Kabul anolak. Kabul anolak. Like, usually for those two sentences, you have to say them um, like real fast. Kabul anolak. Kabul anolak. And here, simile tunes volet tunetron. Simile tunes volet tunetron. Simile tunes volet tunetron. So, that's all for today. Thank you for watching this video. And see you next time. Bye.